Hey Light Anglers, today is May 31st. My name is Jack and welcome to your daily episode of The Light Angle. I'll be spending the next 5 to 15 minutes talking about some stuff going on in the world, about introducing scripture in hopes of spreading the good news of our King of Kings, Jesus Christ, and using that knowledge to better deal with the negativity we find ourselves living in day to day. As always, your five-star review, liking, subscribing, and sharing of this show with others helps us to better spread the light angle and the Word of God. All right, y'all. Hope you enjoyed your long weekend. Got some much-needed rest and recovery from whatever is going on in your world. If you're like me, it was just nice to disconnect from the world and kind of, you know, just do my own thing. But um, anywho... Uh, also, I hope you uh, spend a moment and uh, just remembered what Memorial Day is and why we have it. You know, it's not exactly a celebration. And be mindful of who you say Happy Memorial Day to, because in a lot of cases, it's 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 not happy. But um, so just remember that. Uh, but anywho, moving on, moving forward, and uh, talking about some stuff. So, if you're like me, uh, over the past year or two maybe a little bit more, there's been all these new words and terms coming out and like, you know, wokeism and replacement theory and all this stuff that you're like, well, what does that mean? What is, what, what, what just happened to good old, you know, living life and doing good and being good to your neighbor? Uh, now there's all these terms about how to live and how you're supposed to live and how others are living and it's confusing. Well, today we're going to talk about replacement theory. And what the Bible says about it. So thankfully, this does define that and helps us all better understand exactly what the uh, what the heck the media is talking about. So this is from ChristianHeadlines.com, and it literally says, "What is replacement theory? Three biblical responses." So Irma Garcia was one of two teachers killed in the Rob Elementary School shooting on Tuesday. Yesterday, her grief-stricken husband died of a heart attack. Her nephew said on Twitter that he passed away due to grief. This tragic news reminds us that sin affects everyone it touches. Those who loved someone who was murdered in Uvalde are dealing with a grief others cannot fully fathom. The same is true today in Buffalo, New York, and wherever such tragedies occur. While we weep with those who weep, Romans 12:15, we also owe these victims and their loved ones our best effort to understand such shootings so we can do all we can to prevent them in the future. As I noted yesterday, many mass shootings are prompted by personal rage and animosity. Some, however, are prompted by ideology. The alleged gunman, gunman in Buffalo is an example. He left behind a 180-page document filled with hateful rants about race and ties to the Great Replacement. I want to devote, to devote today's daily article to the subject. So what is replacement theory? According to an insightful article written by two sociologists in the conversation, replacement theory advocates think there is an or advocates think there is an organized conspiratorial effort across all levels of society to establish a great replacement of white people, white civilization, and white culture. They especially believe that immigrants are part of this plot though replacement theory extends to Jewish people and black people, both of whom are seen as inferior and a threat to white people. Four out of the 10 Americans identify, identify as non-white, and the number of white people in the U.S. is expected to decline through lower birth rates. As a result, replacement theory believers think they must correct this declining influence of white identity however they can. A core belief in the white supremacist movement and replacement theory is the 14-word slogan, we must secure the existence of our people and a future for white children. 
One scholar calls this quest a sort of a holy war, where they see themselves as taking the action directly to the offending culture and people by eliminating them. The buffalo, sh buffalo shooter thus targeted victims in a predominantly black neighborhood and because they were black. He said in his screed that the decrease in white birth rates equates to a genocide. What is the history of uh, replacement theory? Well, French writer Renaud Camus wrote Le Grand Replacement, which translates to The Great Replacement, in 2011, giving rise to the term in more popular use. However, replacement theory has a tragic history going back to the first part of the 20th, 20th century. In 1903, an anti-Semitic document titled The Protocols of the Elders of Zion described an alleged Jewish conspiracy to dominate the world. The early 20th century writings of French nationalist Maurice Beret warned that a new population of immigrants would take over and ruin our homeland. Beginning in the 1960s, KKK leaders and other white supremacists reiterated replacement ideas in their racist political activism. The internet has become a main forum for recruiting more white supremacists and encouraging belief in replacement theory. Consequently, a shooter who killed at least 50 Muslims in New Zealand in 2019 wrote about an alleged assault on European people. The extremist who attacked the Tree of Life synagogue in Pittsburgh in 2018 targeted Jewish people, killing 11. The shooter in the Walmart attacks in El Paso, Texas in 2019 wanted to target Hispanic people, killing 23. So is replacement theory gaining popularity in the U.S.? The Conversation article writers note that conspiracy narratives like replacement theory often find fertile ground during a period of cultural change. As the U.S. population becomes more diverse, replacement narratives have moved from the margins of extremism into the mainstream. For example, white nationalists marching at a 2017 white nationalist rally in the Charlottesville, Virginia, chanted, You will not replace us, and Jews will not replace us. <laughs> a version of replacement theory that focuses not on alleged white superiority, but on political and economic demographics has also gained in popularity. A May 2022 Associated Press public poll reports that about one in three adults in the U.S. believes an effort is underway to replace U.S.-born Americans with immigrants for electoral gains. Three in ten respondents also worry that more immigration is causing U.S.-born Americans to lose their economic, political, and cultural influence. Given the surge of illegal immigrants on our southern border, some claim that Democrats want to encourage such immigration so the Im these immigrants will vote for Democrats. Note, however, that only U.S. citizens can vote in state and federal elections, and that attaining U.S. citizenship typically takes several years. It is also the case that roughly two in five Latino voters cast a ballot in the 2020 election for then-President Donald Trump. Also, I want to pause here and just note, a lot of these immigrants coming from the South, they are very conservative. They have usually multi-generational, you know, family ties. So, I mean, if you've pay, been paying attention to the Democratic Party, they're not too big and fond on the nuclear family. They're not too big on religion, which most people from Mexico and Central America are pretty firm in Catholicism. So, you know, there's high likelihood... They're going to vote Republican if they do vote. Anyway, moving on. Why is white supremacist ideology popular? From the Garden of Eden to today, humans have been tempted to be like God. Genesis 3.5 Nietzsche was right. The will to power is the basic drive in fallen human nature. Consequently, we are tempted to feel superior to others wherever and however we can. White supremacist ideology, with its paranoid fear of the other, is one expression of this sinful drive. Hmm. 
So replacement theory advocates are motivated by the same fear of the other today. A good man does good works. The Bible encourages us to respond to replacement theory in three ways. Number one, love every person as God loves them. So racism is sin. God shows no partiality, Acts 10.34. Consequently, there is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus, Galatians 3.28. God, therefore, rejects violence, Psalm 11.5, and calls us to do the same, Isaiah 60.18. Ask the Spirit to give you God's heart for every person you meet today, Galatians 5.22. Number two, embrace immigrants as God embraces them. Space does not permit a discussion on illegal immigration, an issue I have addressed in detail elsewhere. For today, let's heed God's word. You shall not wrong a sojourner or oppress him. Exodus twenty-two twenty-one. Do not neglect to show hospitality to strangers. Hebrews thirteen two. No matter how they came into our country, every person in the U.S. is now our neighbor. Ask God to show you to love them as you love yourself today. Matthew twenty-two thirty-nine. And I know I'm going to pause here. I know for a lot of people, that's going to be <clears throat> a tough one because, you know, we have a lot of American pride. We are America, you know, and a lot of us feel that, hey, if you can't speak English, if you don't, you know, know what this country is founded on, then you don't belong here. No, maybe. But, uh, you know, we have to take into consideration many things. Um, yes, some of those things are true that I just mentioned, but also <clears throat> we have a lot of work that needs to get done in this country. And the only way that's going to get done is if there are eager people who want to work hard and do the job. And I hate to say it, but there's a lot of us, you know, proud Americans who don't really want to work. You know what I mean? So what better way to make this country, the United States of America, great, but by welcoming people who are coming in, you know, I mean, if they're already here, what good is it to spend our tax money and our resources just to boot them over to the other side. That's not exactly welcoming. It's not exactly the Christian thing to do at all. And it's in no way great for us or our country. You know, if they're here, they're willing to work and they want to be a member of this country that we love so much. Why not help them to be invaluable members of this community we call the United States of America? Why not lift them up? Why not that give them the tools to work, to do a good job? to do better. Yeah, I think we should have one language so we can all communicate and understand each other. I mean, what's wrong with, you know, educating folks? What's wrong with giving people the tools to do the job, to be able to communicate? I don't know. I think if we all spent a little bit more time in trying to make our country good with the people that are here that want to make it good, we would probably have a much better outcome. Just my two cents. All right, enough ranting. Number three, Serve others as Jesus served others. It is not enough to reject evil ideology. We must counter it by putting biblical truth into action. Jesus said he came not to be served, but to serve, and to give his life as a ransom for many. Mark 10:45. Ask him who and how you can serve in his name. Martin Luther noted, Good works do not make a good man, but a good man does good works. How good will you be today? Mm-hmm. So that's the end of the article. The uh, that was. Well, let me tell you who the auditor, editor was. Who the oh Jim Dennison, 
Um, so he's got some good points there, and thank you, sir, for defining and explaining what replacement theory was, because I think a lot of people didn't know that. Um, but, uh, yeah, you know, I think, I think we all need to work harder on this. I think we need to be a little bit more open-minded and understand that, you know, this place, it's not the same as it was 20, 30, 50 years ago. Not even close in some cases, and it's ever-changing. It doesn't mean we accept everything. I mean, you know... You know evil when it's evil. Welcoming people who want to be here and make a better life for themselves, that's not evil. That's just doing what anyone would do if they were in a horrible situation. Can you blame them for it? No. Can we help them with it? Yeah. I think a lot of us are blessed every single day, 10 times upon what we need to survive. What's wrong with sharing some of those blessings? What's I mean, and I'm not talking money or other resources like that. I'm talking maybe... 30 minutes of your day, once a week. Anyway, pray with me, y'all. Father God, thank you for blessing us with all we need and so much more. I come to you and ask that you would keep us true to your will and not our own. Help us to remember that we are all one in Christ Jesus, and we are here to serve others just as Jesus served others. It's in his name we pray. Amen. All right, y'all, that's it for today's episode of The Light Angle. But remember, we each have a purpose that's much greater than making a few extra dollars, feeding a temptation, or getting the last word in on a social media post. It all starts with two simple things, loving our God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength, and loving our neighbor as we love ourselves. Hope always starts with a little